Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. And good evening, NPSL soccer fans, and welcome back to the National Premier Soccer League show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Well, we have our two finalists getting ready for the big game tomorrow night. It will be live at Tulsa, Oklahoma, as Tulsa Athletic will take on Apotheos FC, and it should be a heck of a barn burner of a match. This, my friends, is what we've all been waiting for, what we were hoping to see, excitement, energy, and fun, and we got it in the final two teams going for the championship title of the National Premier Soccer League, and it should be exciting to watch. You know, Sonny D'Alessandro and Tulsa Athletic, the opportunities they've had to be in the final the last time, a couple of years ago, uh, unfortunately falling to the Denton Diablos uh, on the road in Texas, and uh, falling to Damon Gochner's side. But still, though, you always had that funny feeling in the back of your mind that they were going to get back into the final, that they somehow, some way, club was going to make it back into the championship final of the MPSL Cup. And once again, they have reached it. They have reached it. And it should be an exciting time for everyone in Tulsa, Oklahoma, to see their title dreams hopefully come alive. And so we will see. We will see what Tulsa is going to do as, once again, they will be the hosts of the championship final. Now, Apotheos FC, to me, that's a club that came out of nowhere. A club where they had a decent season, made a hell of a run in the playoffs, and to be honest, I thought they were going to fall to Westchester United because Westchester United, one of the stronger clubs in the eastern region of the MPSL in that key state bracket on the western side of uh, that conference uh, I really thought Westchester was going to go out there and they were going to I wouldn't say run rough shot all over them but at least to be strong enough that they probably were going to, to advance into the final but not so not so and that's why you love playoff football like this playoff soccer Because anybody could get beat. You will get a surprise in these types of games. And boy, oh boy, did we ever. 
a second-year club in the National Premier Soccer League. And they come out swinging. And my goodness, did they ever swing high for the fences. It was tremendous. And all you can really say is that they are now the surprise of the season. We've had a couple of surprises during the regular season, especially Annapolis Blues and the run they had. But truth be told, they were, Apotheos right now, the biggest surprise of them all. Did expect them to go this deep and this far. And now they have an opportunity to knock off Tulsa Athletic in their own backyard. And that is what we hope to see, what we would love to see when it comes to these clubs getting ready to do battle. And the entertainment, not just for the hometown Tulsa fans, not just for the visiting Apotheos FC fans, but for all of you dedicated yourselves to the clubs that you cover or that you support to finish up this National Premier Soccer League season. And this is what we all have been waiting for. Who will hoist some silverware at the end of this 2023 season? It's been a couple of months long season. Of course, the Western uh, region starts off a little earlier than the rest of the other uh, regions but and the other conferences. But once again, this is the situation that is in front of us, and this is the situation that I'm excited to see, and I hope we're going to get ourselves a great final. I, I can't. I, I can remember back when we had the Miami FC2 and FC Motown over at Drew University in that final, and Miami FC absolutely uh, had a great match. It was an excellent match all around. Motown gave it their all. They just couldn't get over the hump, unfortunately. But in reality. Miami FC was just too good and too strong. And they found a way, job done. And they did so. And that was good on them. But let me just say this. Let me just say this. If we are going to get some solid play coming up, and I believe it's going to be just as fantastic as the last championship finals were. We are in for a lot of fun, folks. We are going to have a lot of fun in this one. That's for sure. I personally cannot wait. And once again, I'm hoping we're going to get the ball rolling on this one. And we will have some fun. Because that's the most important thing. It's going to be competitive, 
It's going to be fantastic. But once again, it has to be said, is we're... And that's what I'm hoping for. But we will see what will happen when both sides kick off this Saturday, August the 5th. It's going to be amazing. It will be amazing. And I cannot wait. And as I've said already, if you want to recap the season in a nutshell, we've had some amazing runs here by these clubs. We've had some amazing runs with certain clubs, new clubs coming in, obviously. Shocked the heck out of us. As I've already said, Mid-Atlantic Conference, Annapolis Blues in their inaugural season, 25 points, 8 wins, a draw and a, lo- and a, lo- and a loss. Um, Kingston Stockade wins the regular season championship. They get first place in the North Atlantic Conference. Keystone East Conference. FC Motown does it again. Unfortunately, they get eliminated in the playoffs. Westchester United SC, they do it again in the Keystone West Conference, in the new Western Conference of the Keystone Conference, and they get eliminated in the semifinals. Uh, Steel City going undefeated, unbeaten, I should say, 10 wins and two draws, 32 points against a heck of a Great Lakes Conference that had Michigan Rangers, Cleveland SC, Carpathia FC, Commodore, Akron City FC, Columbus. Just amazing to see that. Tulsa Athletic once again coming up big, just edging OKC 1889 by a single point. Just edging them to take the top spot. Des Moines United the strongest out of everyone in the Gateway Conference. But once again, Duluth FC, Duluth FC taking the top spot in the North Conference. But in the Southern region, that Lone Star Conference, my goodness, what a that was. A big Big battle. Lubbock Matadors finishing it up with 30 points. 10 wins and a loss. The only club to only earn one loss was Lubbock Matadors. Everyone else just, you know, when, when when you look at some of these results and you look at the standings, it's amazing how it's just a knock them out drag them out conference in the southern region. You wonder what goes on over there each and every single match day. How do these teams breathe after going at it each and every week for 90 minutes? How is that possible? What is going on over there? But they, that, that's the job. They know what to do. 
they're aware of their situation. They know what's in front of them. They know the competition that they're going to get involved with. Competition is fierce. Absolutely fierce. Brownsville finished off in second place. West Texas, not a bad first year on the positive side of the results. Seven wins, a draw, and three losses. Corinthians FC of San Antonio in fourth. Laredo Heat in fifth. The Denton Diablos in sixth. Fort Worth Vaqueros in seventh. Austin United in eighth. Club Football 10 Houston FC. In ninth in Central Texas Coyotes in last. Big, big, big matchups in the Lone Star State. Along the Gulf Coast, Southern State Soccer, they had a decent year so far with the, the top spot. Seven wins, a loss, and two draws for 23 points. Just edging Jacksonville Armada with a win. And you go down the line, Southeast Conference, Apotheos, just ahead by four points to take that region, to take that conference. And then, of course, the Golden Gate Conference, El Ferrolito strikes again. FC Arizona, Inter, Portland Select, so on so on and so on. So that does tell me that competition is healthy in the National Premier Soccer League. And let's see if we're going to get new clubs coming in here for some expansion. Uh, If there will be expansion in 2024, well, can't wait to see that. Hopefully there will be. Definitely for sure. This season has been exciting. It has been a lot of fun to watch. But very, very soon, my friends, very soon, within a just slightly under a 24-hour period, we are going to have ourselves a championship final. And when we get there, it's going to be a lot of fun once again. So I cannot wait. I know you cannot wait. And it's going to be exciting And let's go ahead and get it on. Let's talk to those that are getting ready to be involved in the 2023 National Premier Soccer League Championship Final. My first guest waiting for him to call in is the head coach of Apotheos FC, and that is Mr. Bruno Kalanji. Just waiting for him to give me a call. So we can go ahead and talk to him about uh, this amazing year that they've had so far, being in the playoffs, and we shall see what they will do this final. But it's going to be... All you can do is see what they're going to be like in this championship final. So let's go ahead and just quickly uh, recap 
their season. Starting off with a big 3-1 win over Charlottetown Hops. Of course, they were the uh, expansion side that started this year. Uh, then, of course, a big win over Appalachian FC for one had a draw against 865 Alliance, and then a 1-1 draw, Appalachian FC at home, took on that big battle against the Georgia Revolution, three goals to two victory. And then, of course, another big Georgia matchup against the Storm, 1-0 against the Georgia Storm, of course, last year's um, expansion side. And then, of course, taking on uh, Georgia again, unfortunately, that was the loss. And just not really good. But they bounced back. 3-1 victory over a uh, Georgia Revolution. Went back to a 1-1 draw against 865 Alliance. And then we go and finish off the regular season against Charlottetown Hops uh, by a final of three goals to one. And then they get into the playoffs, facing once again Charlottetown Hops, with a 4-1 victory. Then Apotheos keeps going with a 4-3 victory in the playoffs against Georgia Revolution. 1-0 victory over Naples United. And then defeating Southern State Soccer Club two goals to one on July the 22nd. And then the biggest surprise of all, traveling to Swarthmore, Pennsylvania, and to defeat Westchester United SC by a final of three goals to one. So all you can say is for Apothos, Apotheos FC, that they have been unbelievable to watch. They have been tremendous uh, in their season. And now they have an opportunity to earn silverware. Now, it's not earning the silverware that's also important, but they did what they had to do, winning their spot in the Open Cup. But now... I believe we have on my first guest tonight. He is the head coach of Apotheos FC, and that is Mr. Bruno Kalanji. Bruno, good evening, and how are you? Hey, good evening. How are you? Yes, I'm well. I'm well here in uh, Oklahoma, ready for the game tomorrow. Absolutely. And, you know, congratulations on reaching the uh, MPSL championship match. Uh, I understand it's the club's second season. That this must have been uh, a run you and your club were on to get to this uh, to this championship final. Yes, absolutely. Yes, uh, sec- second run, second year run, and uh, here we are in the final. So a lot of effort from everyone, uh, the team. You know, our team worked together uh, very well. So with all the staff and all the members, uh, it's a family. 
Now, I don't know if you're a, um, you have premonitions or – I mean, obviously you have goals of where you want to put the club um, into a uh, – you know, where you, where you see yourselves uh, you know, at the finish line of such a grueling year. But when did you feel your side was going to make a big run to get to that championship match? Uh, to be honest with you, it's from the beginning. Uh, when I was hired to do this job, I told them that we're going to win the league and we're going to try to take over the entire, you know, the entire championship. So uh, I have a lot of boys that play for me for a long time. Uh, I've coached club soccer in the youth in the MLS next right now, but I coached in Georgia soccer uh, in the past. We've won a national title with the, year, the age group 2001. So I have a lot of boys that I've coached in the community for a long time. So, you know, they have certain chemistry and things like that. So doing recruiting, uh, I already knew a few players that I, I had mindset to pick up. And then uh, we ran a few tryouts and picked up a few more players. So we set the team in motion and going forward. So I um, I anticipated that we're going to end up somewhere very close to here. But, again, you know how it is. Even if you think that you will get here at times, you could be the best uh, uh, team out there, but sometimes you lose games, right? So, uh, But uh, we built chemistry for for. for for the entire season uh, to set ourselves up uh, into this championship. Talk about these big matchups you have against uh, brothers, obviously, Georgia Storm, Georgia Revolution. How big of an opponent are they, and what type of battles do you face every single time you play against them? Yeah, again, like you say, it's uh, playing them twice. You know, playing a team twice is always dangerous. You know, the first time you might beat them, the second time it becomes always easy because they kind of know how you play and things like that. So it's, it was a challenge. Our competition in Atlanta is very challenging. You know, there's a lot of great teams. You guys saw, I mean, if you know the game uh, against Georgia Revolution, we're down uh, two goals. We came back and won that game. Again, um, you know, so the games are very tough, you know, so you, you can never, you never know. And play, teams also have different dynamics with different players. You know, some of the players are hurt in the first game. And you see new players come up in the second game that you play. So the competition is very tough. So to get out of that competition in Georgia was already tough itself. So. Uh, Bruno, if I can ask you, for those of us that don't follow your club closely enough, who was the best player or players on your squad this year that led you to this big-time championship final? Well, you know, the good thing about our team is that uh, it's, it's a dynamic of a lot of good players. Right, so but uh, you have some leaders like Junior Sandoval, obviously, and then Junior Sandoval uh, is a, a key leader on that team. Is an ex-pro player that uh, can really make things happen at times, you know. So um, and and then you have you know the dynamic of players like Gio, uh, the youngest player, uh, small, very short player, but uh, very dynamic, you know, player that uh, also changes the game. You got Anthony Sumo, you know. So like I say, it's uh, it's. If one player is having a bad day, the other one is on. So we got a number of key players that uh, make an impact in the game, especially in the attack. So it's always, you know, you guys, uh, I don't know if you follow us in the regional uh, playoff. We didn't start with our two starters, which were Patrick and uh, Anthony Sumo. But then, you know, we, we started with two players that also are starters, but sometimes we, we just change our lineup, you know. So we, we hold them on the bench for the entire game. Uh we won the game one zero in the second game they started and uh, they were able to capitalize very quickly. So, like I said, we have a dynamic of a team with a lot of dangerous players. Very, very true. 
And, you know, we always talk about whichever region you're in in the United States, the, uh, the amount of talented players that, you know, you're able to get in that area. And, you know, how lucky are you to have so many talented players uh, in the Georgia area, especially outside of Atlanta and Kennesaw? Uh, do you feel you're spoiled sometimes when you have so much uh, talent in front of you? Yeah, well, uh, exactly what you say. We are spoiled in Atlanta to have a lot of talented players. But again, it's the work that you put in, you know. So we've we've uh, we kicked in our, our our training a little earlier, and we we, we you know we, we get into a different league and we play different teams as well. So it's a bunch it's a bunch of work. You're constantly working with the players uh, at times, you know. Uh, uh, so it's it's uh, there's a lot of good players, but if they're not trained properly and if they're not in training uh, four days a week, you know, it's a uh, it, it makes a big difference when you come to, to to a league like this and to games like this. So, no, absolutely. Uh, just to finish up on the on the playoffs, obviously, uh, that must have been the biggest victory you've ever had. Outside, of course, we'll see what happens uh, this Saturday. But you know, when you're facing a club like Westchester United from Eastern Pennsylvania, you know they're one of those top legacy clubs in this level of American soccer, they've done well um, in the national league, the amateur levels. When your side went up there and beated them three, one, what were you telling your players after the match? And how were you feeling during that match at the same time that you couldn't, that you were able to knock off one of the giants in the NPSL? Yeah, well, you know, we, we always have a game plan. Like I say, we come in a, um, you know, we come in, you know, um, I can't say cocky, but confident that uh, we have to get the job done. And one, one great thing that we our team has picked up, you know, is, um, you know, we play some friendly game like with Chattanooga. We're able to beat them, but on a comeback and with nine players. So the history that you see around, even on that semifinal, uh, the last game that we play, kind of the same scenario. We're down uh, against Chattanooga when we play a scrimmage. We're down 2-0 nine players, and we came back and beat them 3-2. That's a NISA team. So we've been in games like that a lot okay. during the season where we came back to win the game. So we're kind of prepared in, in those scenarios. So, you know, and uh, it, it makes us a, a bit more dangerous. So we're prepared. We're prepared for games. And uh, it's not like we're analyzing and overanalyzing the team because obviously in this league, you have a lot of players on your rosters and things can change all the time, right? So, but, um, you know, we come there prepared to do the job, you know. So when we play that team, uh, we, we kind of had a game plan on how we, we, we had to beat them that day. So, Hello? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought I uh, got you there. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, my uh, question to you is about uh, the final tomorrow on Saturday, August the 5th. Uh, what, what, what are you going to do against a tough team like Tulsa Athletic, who is going to be really gunning for it and uh, going to try and uh, take your team out? What are you looking to do, and uh, what do you think you're going to try and do to either def- uh, to defend and to score against them as much as possible? No, you know, we're not coming to defend any te- against any team. We're coming to play football. So, 
you know, the ball got to roll on the field. It's two best teams in the country, obviously, that are meeting each other. So, you know, uh, we wish them luck, but uh, we're going to come ready to play, you know, ready to attack them. Same game plan as every game. Uh, we're not taking any team uh, as, you know, you know, we're not calculating things. You know, they got here, obviously, uh, they play some tough teams to get here. It's not easy to get here, but we're not changing our game plan. We're ready to play any team, any day, like any other team. Like I said, our Georgia competition is tough enough already, and we've played some tough teams in Georgia. So, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's some great teams in Georgia that could have been here as well. So, you know, we're ready to play. We're just going to be ready to play them. All right. Well, listen, Bruno, all I can say is good luck on uh, Saturday night. Uh, hopefully your side will be the ones to take the trophy, and we'll, we'll see you hopefully uh, after the match uh, holding up that trophy. Well, good luck. Yep. And, and once and again. Thank you, thank you. And thank you very much. And I want to thank also our ownership, uh, Dale and Anthony and uh, Chris. They, they've been tremendous in uh, helping throughout all these things. Like I said, we're working as a family all together. Uh, for the same goal. So I think uh, all the forces working together has really helped us. So big shout out to uh, Apoteos and uh, all the the ownership and directors and everyone. So, yep. And thank you guys for giving me this opportunity. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is the head coach of Apotheos FC, Bruno Kalanji as uh, they're getting ready to take on their opponents, which will be Tulsa Athletic. And joining me right now is the goalkeeper of Tulsa Athletic, Bryson Reed, joining me right now. Bryson, good evening and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Second opportunity for you. Uh, Last time Tulsa was in the uh, MPSL Championship, unfortunately, it was a loss against the Denton Diablos down in Denton, Texas. But now you have a second opportunity to get the title. What does that mean to you and everyone on the club, including ownership, to now host that final uh, in your backyard? Yeah, I mean, like you said, the game in Denton obviously didn't go near as as we had planned but I I definitely take a lot of responsibility for that I was definitely in my own head before that game but being where we are now and playing how we have been playing the past few years since then uh, we knew that this is kind of the spot we wanted to get back to it's a spot where we as a club like belong and uh, yeah I mean just attitude all around we're all excited and we all know We all know that uh, we're more than capable of taking it home tomorrow. What does it mean for you when the club has been consistently the better size in all the league every single season? Uh, You're at least in the top end of the Heartland Conference. You've been able to make playoff runs. You've qualified for the Open Cup many, many times representing this league. How fortunate do you feel being one of the top dogs of this league? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a huge privilege. I mean, it really comes down to the staff that we have, like great ownership, great coaching, just everybody behind the scenes. Uh they do definitely play a huge part in bringing all this all these groups of guys together and just kind of I don't know, it's just easy for us to gel and become a family in such a little time and like I said, the talent we have is is fantastic. So it 
it doesn't surprise me that that we've been able to have as much success as we have. That's wonderful to hear. I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, let's go ahead and review your run here. Obviously, um, big, big playoff run here moving forward. And, um, you know, once again, that conference is just such a difficult conference to play against. Arkansas Wolves, Demise, NPSL, Rain, FK, Oak, your, your uh, Oklahoma rivals in OKC 1889. What's it like facing those guys every single season? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I feel like we have probably one of the one of the strongest conferences in the nation, especially with some of the guys you mentioned, like Demise, playing them every year. You always know it's going to be it's going to be a hard fought battle playing those guys. And then recently OKC, OKC, in my opinion, has been one of the, one of the better teams that we have played, honestly, like up until this point. So that just kind of, just kind of shows the amount of like the talent level that our conference is in right now. And yeah, I mean, it just, it just makes everybody around want to play better. We know the winner coming out of our conference is going to make it, going to make it a pretty long ways in the playoffs. And here we are championship game tomorrow. It's just the conference. We all, we all are pretty familiar with each other. So, um, and obviously everybody knows the, the kind of publicity that our team specifically has been getting a lot. And that, that kind of helps bring the best out of the teams that we're coming up against. And then with the results of that kind of helps us perform at a higher level too. So it's just, Forth. everybody's pushing each other just because we are kind of seen as some of the top dogs not only in our conference but in the league but yeah I mean like I said our conference is definitely one of those where whoever is making it out of our conference is is more likely going to have a pretty impressive playoff run no it really was and of course you start off in the playoffs against uh Oklahoma City over there and Claremore Oklahoma you edged them 2-1 but then you had to travel to uh, Iowa, that must have been probably one of the more tougher games you had to play as a goalkeeper, giving a, well, it was a 4-3 victory, but obviously right. a goalkeeper like yourself, you want to get some of the, give some of those goals back, you know? Oh, yeah, especially it being 4-0 within, like, the 80th minute, and then out of nowhere, it's just, it seems like the ne- next three shots they took were all goals, and that's just, like, Stuff like that, obviously, we can't have happen on Saturday because it's just like the in a game like that on Saturday, teams are going to take advantage of that and just run with run with us, kind of losing our our concentration like we did uh, in that four three victory. But me being myself, obviously, there are several, basically all three of them. I would I would 100% love to get back, but. You know, at the same time, that just shows that you got to be mentally in the game all 90 minutes or however long the match takes, and that's what that's what we're prepared to do on Saturday. Absolutely, and then of course you took on undefeated Steel City FC. You edged them two goals to one. Um, they were a tough customer this year in their regional conference. What was that like against uh, against that side from uh, the Pittsburgh area? Yeah, they were very physical team, very aggressive. Just wanted to, I mean, what we saw from them, there wasn't too much that kind of stood out from any other teams. They had good players 
all across the pitch. Um, and the game that they had the day before, taking uh, taking the other team to penalty kicks, knew like I don't know. That just kind of shows that they're able to do it for not only 90 minutes. They'll grind out wins and overtime, and even put the game away in penalties. And it was it was a very hard fought hard hard fought game. But I mean, at the end of the day, we just kind of in overtime we showed showed just a little bit more just to get us over the over the line. Absolutely, and then you're hosting Crossfire Redmond at home, uh, their red team, and you blitzed them 4-0 to, once again, you're going to be hosting the final this time around, but um, you basically bossed them around pretty good for that uh, big, big uh, West final, and uh, you're now moving into the championship match. Yeah, and going into that Crossfire game, you could just tell as soon as you walk into the locker room, everybody's everybody's focused, everybody's fired up just because we know, we know how important that match is to us just to get back to where we belong. And there was, at the end of the day with that match, there was really only going to be one, one outcome. And as you can see, we, we got the result we deserved. Absolutely. If I can ask you this, I mean, I know what Sonny D'Alessandro is like, you know what he's like, but for those of the people listening that are not from the Tulsa area, what type of owner is he, and how much fun is it to play for a guy like that? Man, Sonny, ever since he got me to, to join the group, it's been – he's always just so involved in everything from top to bottom, getting getting kits ready, changing kits. Like, I had a practice jersey. I needed the sleeves cut off because – I personal preference I'm not a big fan of long sleeves he took took the kit to his mom and she cut the sleeves off of them and stitched them up and if you'll come out to training there's a chance he could lace up the boots or put the gloves on and he'll get in there get down and dirty with with all the other guys on the team he's just he's so involved so so dedicated he he loves the club and he just the energy he gives off makes you want to give everything for the club and for him and for the fans and it's just it's just one big one big family and it it all it all really it starts with Sonny, just the amount of time and effort that he gives into not only us but making sure the fans have a really good experience and everything and he's just yeah, like he he bleeds green. I truly believe that. No, that's fantastic and you know, I agree with you there. I can tell every time I have Sonny on my show, um you I can hear the passion coming out of his body. Obviously without a doubt. He is definitely one of the great one of the great owners of the uh National Premier Soccer League uh out there and uh hopefully we'll see what happens uh on Saturday night and you know, once again, you know, when you when you're playing against these opponents that you normally watch and you play against, and then you're going to take on a team that you rarely play, uh, especially in the final that's coming up uh, very, very soon tomorrow night. What are some of the things that you're a little worried about when you're going to take on a team like Apotheos FC, who basically is in their second season and they're already in the final? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's one of those things where I don't, I don't, Honestly, I don't watch a lot of film. I don't do a lot of research on clubs or certain players or anything like that. I like I just like going into games knowing if I play my game, I'm I'm one of the best in the nation and as a team we are 
one of the best, if not the best in the nation. And so I don't like film wise, looking over at other teams records, stuff like that. I, I don't really, I don't jump too much into that just because personally, I don't want to psych myself too much. I just want to make sure I go in level headed, just play my game, stay calm. Um, and yeah, that's just kind of it. And that's, and that's, like with all due respect to all the teams that we play, it's just one of those things where I, like I, it doesn't matter to me who we're playing against. It's just one of those things where I'll go in and play my game, and that's just kind of that. Now you can tell me a secret if you want, and I promise no one else will know. Does Sonny cater the locker room before and after the games? So we will. Typically, we'll have like a pregame meal, yeah, that he'll he'll put on for us, and then after the game, we'll have just whatever whatever comes our way, whether it's pizza, sandwiches, or stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, tradition tradition is gonna keep going of that pre-match meal at at Sonny's place. You can tell me he gives you the meatballs, doesn't he? <laughs> there's there's something in those meatballs, I think that. That's been helping us, but yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. I gotta have a little. I gotta have a little joke in there uh, for uh, with yeah, Sonny. He's really right. a great guy. I like. I like to joke around about him. He's he's cool. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be uh, an amazing final, and of course, it's gonna be like I said before. Uh, last time it was down in Denton, Texas. This time it's in your own backyard. Talk about those supporters and how big are they, and do they? absolutely carry you guys whenever you know you're doing well but they're still cheering and singing for you every single 90 minutes at home yeah it i mean just from start to finish no matter what the score line is at the time they're they're yelling constantly just encouraging words to us other words to the other team um and it's I mean, just getting out and doing what we do in front of them, it, like, honestly, there's no, no better feeling because at the end of the day, we're all a family. They're going to – they'll cheer for us at the end of the game no matter what the result is. And it's just – yeah, I would say we have definitely one of the most supportive fan bases that I've ever – that I've ever been a part of. And they definitely make home games a huge advantage for us. And even some away games we'll have – a bigger crowd than the home teams do. And that just, that just shows the dedication that our fans have to us. And we want, we want nothing more than to kind of reward them for all the sacrifices they make to come out to our games and cheer us on. And so Saturday, Saturday's game is really, really going to be a big uh, testament to our fans. And what the job has your head coach, Jason Rogers done for you guys? Yeah, I mean, Jason coming in first year, I don't know. I felt like there was a little bit of nervousness to him, especially coming in. We have the Open Cup matches, playing FC Tulsa and then Sporting Kansas City. Like, those are definitely definitely some pretty big games uh, coming in and stepping up for. But, I mean, he's he's been with us the whole ride. He's He's more than dedicated. He loves – Absolutely loves being out there with us. Uh, you can tell on the sideline he's fired up for every challenge, every goal, every just every part of the game. He's always there for us, and he's he's definitely 
definitely a big reason why why we're playing so well. And like I said, for the supporters, they we know they would run through a wall for us, and we know Jason would run would run through a wall for us. So it kind of makes us just want to give that same energy back to them. Absolutely. Well, Bryson, I just want to say good luck to you and Tulsa Athletic. Hopefully you guys will be the ones to lift the cup uh, tomorrow night and finally bring that championship home. Good luck to you and Tulsa Athletic and everyone in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. And uh, take care. And thank you once again for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. All right. Bryson Reed, goalkeeper for Tulsa Athletic, joining me tonight as we are getting ready for this big championship final in 2023 of the National Premier Soccer League Championship. Now just waiting for member of the executive committee of the National Premier Soccer League and owner of Virginia Beach City FC, Stephen Wagoner as uh, hopefully uh, he's joining us soon and talk to us about this entire season so far. What a season that uh, we have had, obviously, with the 2023 National Premier Soccer League season. And joining me right now is that member of the executive of the MPSL and owner of Virginia City Beach FC, Stephen Wagoner, joining me right now. Stephen, welcome back to the show, and it's great to have you on, sir. Fantastic. Thanks so much for having us. Oh, it's great to have you on. You know, as a member of the executive committee, please talk to me and to all the fans of the National Premier mm-hmm. Soccer League. What an amazing 2023 season it's been for you know, everyone in the league, so much action. Um, we've had an expansion team in Annapolis just basically just going off the rails and having a hell of a first year, and uh, everyone else just doing amazing things. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think when you look at it, I think it's a uh, very exciting time for the country, right? You've got the women's uh, national team in the World Cup. You've got uh, a lot of growth happening, right? You've got Messi coming in. I think uh, leading into the World Cup in 2026, it's going to continue to grow. And so, you know, what we're seeing, and obviously there's uh, hats off to the, the management team, Cindy and, and her and her group, because they're detail-oriented, they're, they're first class and putting a lot of effort. But, you know, we've also got a strategy, right? And I think what, what we're starting to see is we've got, you know, very good ownership groups coming in and literally putting on a show, right? Um, and so, you know, we're so happy, whether it's Philly Union coming in and, there's an MLS uh, Academy. Um, you've got you know, Annapolis coming in and getting 8,000 fans on average, give or take, right? That's hard to do. Um, and so to be able to have that and represent the NTSL and help with the growth of the game in the country, I think uh, we're, we're so excited to be a part of it. It really is. I mean, obviously, I know, Virginia, your, your club didn't do well this year, but still, though, there's always next year, and hopefully uh, 2024 will be a better season for Virginia Beach. But as I've said, you know, you have a former MLS player owning Annapolis. When he came in, did you expect immediate reaction and immediate popularity in the Maryland area for that club? Yeah, i tell you what. So I'm actually from um, Northern Virginia, born and raised in Fairfax County, right outside Annapolis. Um, and so, 
you know, my tie into, you know, I, I started Marina Beach 10 years ago. Um, and we've had some really great runs, right? Um, knowing that area, knowing the Annapolis area, it's in between, obviously, uh, Baltimore and D.C. It's a, it's a fantastic market, right? Um, they do very well for, you know, college football and other things. And I think Hitch has done a fantastic job of, you know, really exploiting that. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think the strategy behind the ownership group, how they put that together, um, getting the right people involved. You've got uh, Dave Johnson with the, uh, with, you know, uh, with uh, the, uh, with DC United and, and whatnot. I mean, all, all of that goes into it. And I think whether it's the plan, it's the execution, but, you know, getting the right people involved, I think that, that goes a long way. It really does. I guess I can ask you this question. What does it mean to have a guy like Michael Hitchcock, I would say, as a, if you want to call it a liaison or uh, the man with the magic touch, help <laughs> with the MP. Well, let's, let's be honest and call it what it is. He somehow found ways to get you guys, you know, new ownership, new clubs to come in almost each and every year for the last, I don't know how many years. And they've yeah. done well in the NPSL. But I tell you what, one of the things that, that we do, and obviously I think so highly of, of Michael, um, we try to empower everybody, right? So Michael's been involved at multiple capacities. You, you may or may not know he was um, at one point, I believe he was the commissioner of the league. This was a long time ago. Um, and then he got into, you know, starting um, the Fort Worth uh, Vaqueros team. And, you know, from there he just kind of expanded. And I think, you know, some – we take this approach, whether it's, uh, you know, Michael Hitchcock or anybody else, right? You know, uh, mo the, most owners own one team, right? However, I think if you can get the right ownership in involved and then have other people buy into those assets and have someone leading that, I think that's huge. Right? And, uh, you know, he's been able to do it with Lubbock. He's been able to do it with Annapolis. Um, and so he's he's absolutely broken the code, and you know, we're so happy to have him involved in, in, in what he's doing. But I think he's doing a fantastic job. No, he really is, and it's just wonderful to see him and his influence helping out uh, the league and getting it to grow and uh, make it bigger and better. Um, you know, you have some fantastic owners in this league, obviously. Uh, Sonny D'Alessandro of Tulsa has been one of them. Damon Gochner from Denton has been another. Um, you know, you have so many strong owners here, especially um, – Dennis Crowley, who's been running Kingston Stockade, and to see that club earning the regular season title uh, for that team in the North Atlantic Conference, how important are owners like that being a part of this league? Yeah, absolutely. I think the beauty in the NPSL is that there's no right or wrong way to do it, right? You can have ownership groups that come in and they focus more on you know, the, the the product on the field. You have some that focus more on you know the experience. I think as we gravitate, you know, in in the future, I think what we're really looking, at, you know, obviously it's expected to put a good product on the field, but now how do we influence, you know, the um, you know that that situation where we're creating a, an, a you know a great fan experience. I mean, uh, Stock, uh, Kingston uh, Stockade has done a great job with it. I think their fan base has increased every year, right? Um, Denton obviously had a very good run, what was it, a year ago, um, you know, and, and won a national uh, championship, right? Like, so I think these are all great examples. And the, the really interesting thing is everybody does it a little bit differently, and there's no right or wrong way to do it. And so I think having the diversity, um, you know, throughout the NPSL and 
you know, 80, 90 markets. Like that's, that's the beauty of it, you know? And I think it's in a, I guess the last point on that is it's a really interesting segment in, in, in the market. If you think about it, right, you've got the youth and the amateur game, and then there's a massive gap between the pro landscape and the amateur game. And so I think what we're seeing is the, the customer, right? The fan that comes out, they really want to have a good time, but they also, they don't always necessarily know. So if we, meaning that the differences in, in the leagues, all the different acronyms, right? So if we can put a, a, you know, a great product on the field, have a, you know, these uh, you know, very supportive ownership groups, and ultimately provide a fantastic fan experience, I mean, I think that's, that's a win-win you know, all the way around. We're really excited for the national championship tomorrow. Hello? Hi, I'm here. Sorry about that. I thought I asked you the question. Oh, no, um, I, unfortunately, I have to go into a negative with you. It's Gallows sure. FC. You know, they, they fell out uh, during the middle of the year at the Lone Star Conference. And um, if I can ask that question, how difficult was that to see them, you know, drop out of the MPSL after such a strong start a couple of years ago? Yeah, you know, it's 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 really tough, right? Again, you're at a, a very interesting market, right? And I'm talking about the NPSL level in general, the amateur level, right? So we try mm-hmm. to our one of the things that we pride ourselves on is trying to be supportive, right? Trying to help teams be successful, you know, whether it's working with teams on, you know, if, if teams are in a financial need, especially if uh, when we put our our hat on in the middle of COVID, it was like, what can we do to be helpful and make our, you know, our league successful and make our team successful. So nobody, it, regardless of the league, you know, nobody wants to see, see a team, they're not be successful and obviously not, you know, finish a season, but sometimes those things do happen. And so it's, it's absolutely um, something that uh, I wish could have, uh, I guess, been, I, I wish it could have been handled a little bit differently, you know, and it's maybe we could get ahead mm-hmm. of it. Of course. But it's it's also the reality of it sometimes. Um, but the, the good news for us at the MPSL is that's typically not a trend for us, right? Normally the, the, the teams that we have, the ownership groups that we have are consistent, you know, uh, been in the league a long time. Uh, and, I, and I'm starting to, I guess I'm one of the older guys in the group now as far as the um, Virginia Beach City FC. It'll be 10 years, like technically nine seasons if you – without the COVID season, you know, so being able to get, you, you find that, you know, uh, clubs and ownership groups that are, be, are able to be here for the long haul. I think that's one of the things that we're really putting an emphasis on as we, uh, you know, continue to grow the league. And that's what I'm happy to hear about. I, look, I want to see all the clubs be healthy. I want all the clubs to, uh, you know, perform and participate and make the MPSL a strong league as much as possible. And that's the most positive thing we can have here. Um, is there any insights to possible expansion for 2024? Yeah. I mean, the last thing I want to do is say something that's, that's premature, but um, the, the great thing about our expansion committee, which, you know, includes uh, Michael and Dina and you know, some other individuals, um, they've always got a pipeline of teams. And I think, you know, expansion, it, it could be sales, whether it's in IT or it's in you know sports or, you know, whatever that looks like, it's not something you can just start and stop. And so the, the, the culture and, and the workflow that we have in place, it's something that's been building over, you know, years and years and years. But having those touch points, you know, if you've got a pipeline of teams um, and ownership groups that you're vetting and going through, and then they're submitting their, their, their business plans because we have a very formal process for it, right? And they're having to show a certain amount of assets and, hey, this is my business model and this is the stadium that we're going to use. And, 
you know, the, the coaching staff and, you know, how are you going to, you know, be a good partner to your community? I mean, it's, it's something that we, we put a lot of effort into. And so I think that's where we're having a lot of success is that it's something that it's, it's years in the making, you know, and, uh, you know, Michael and Dean have done a fantastic job leading that part for us. Absolutely. And I can't wait to see who your next uh, bunch of clubs will be entering 2024. That final, uh, once again, Tulsa Athletic taking on Apophios FC. This is your opportunity. You're Switzerland, as they say in the trade. You're neutral. <laughs> Give us yep, your opinions yep. about the final. Well, I, I tell you what, uh, two great uh, teams, right? And I, I know Sonny very well. Um, and I know the, the thing I, I like about Sonny is that he's always going to put on, you know, a great product, you know? And so I think, you know, both teams obviously are there for a reason. They've done a great job during the regular season and the playoffs. And I can't wait to, you know, to, to uh, see how this turns out. But I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Oh, I think so, too. Uh, I think, look, you know about Sonny. I know about Sonny, obviously. Um, the ownership group of Apotheos, they've done a hell of a job. This is only their second year in the league. It's been amazing. And uh, I think we're going to get fireworks tomorrow night, and it's really going to be a fun time. But, Stephen, listen, thank you very much for your time. I really do appreciate it. I know you're very busy with NPSL business as well as Virginia Beach City business. So uh, all I can say is is uh, congratulations on a hell of a 2023 season. Uh, hopefully it'll be a hell of a final tomorrow and good luck for the 2024. Sounds good. Hey, thank you so much for having us. And if you can do anything to help, just let us know. You take care. I will. Thank you. Once again, member of the MPSL executive committee and owner of Virginia Beach City FC, Stephen Wagoner, joining me tonight to talk about the 2023 MPSL season. And I want to thank my guests tonight for joining me. It is uh, head coach of Apotheos FC, Bruno Kalanji, the goalkeeper of Tulsa Athletic, Bryson Reed, and once again, Stephen Wagner, owner of Virginia Beach City FC and a member of the National Premier Soccer League Executive Committee. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Join me Sunday night to review USA versus Sweden in the FIFA Women's World Cup Round of 16 match with World Soccer Talks, Carter Krishnar, as well as beyondthe90.substack.com. Once again, my name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. As always, please enjoy your football. This has been the National Premier Soccer League show on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Thank you for joining me tonight. Take care so long and bye-bye for now.